Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman. And Jamie Blonde, and you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, The Gulf, we explore the intersection of real estate and the growth in Florida's Gulf Coast. We are thrilled to have as our guest, Felicia Doring, an award-winning 15-year real estate industry veteran and the current director of sales for Salt Air, the most exclusive new luxury real estate development in downtown St. Petersburg. Welcome to the show, Felicia. Welcome. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for the welcome. So tell us a bit about your background and how you got into this business. Long story short, I think I bought my first property ever in Australia pre-construction. So it seems inevitable that I would end up sort of somewhere close to 15, 17 years later working in pre-construction as well. So tell us about Tampa, right? Or is it St. Pete? Well, they're in two different locations. They're separated by two different bridges. Um, Amazing locations. Tampa is a destination right now which is highly in demand. It's a small city on the Gulf Coast, but it offers so many opportunities for buyers, lifestyle, and businesses alike. Um, In downtown St. Pete, a little bit more of a different community. We have so much to offer over here. We have a $92 million pier, which we just finished developing. We have the Vinoy Hotel established in 1923. It's a big location, downtown St. Pete. Direct waterfront, three marinas, private airport. I mean, we're literally sitting on a little bit of a, a greenery gold mine down here. So. so how did you get from Australia all the way to, to St. Pete and Tampa? It certainly wasn't a direct line <laughs> by any means. Um, I started working in real estate in Australia with one of the biggest commercial developers. Now, was that Sydney? Was that Melbourne? Where was that? That was in Sydney, mainly Bondi Beach and Sydney area. And then after that, I um, pursued the opportunity working as a buyer's broker, got different licenses, and then was looking at relocating into Dubai around 2008. And then I think we all remember the fiscal crisis of 2008. I, I, bar- I was on Wall Street. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so plans changed. And um, I ended up coming over to the USA. There was great opportunities in real estate in the USA, predominantly in the short sale and uh, REO market at that point in time. Um, banks weren't lending. So it was a real liquid cash only market. And then uh, I ended up staying here. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I visited Australia. I visited Sydney. And I, one of the coolest things about Bondi Beach, I think that's the beach where there was this huge pool that people would swim in. And it was yeah. ocean water. The ocean would literally splash onto into and the water into the pool. And I had the impression yeah. everyone in Australia was outdoors focused, whether it was scuba diving or swimming or sailing or boating or fishing. And I noticed you ended up in a a city, Miami, that has exactly those same characteristics. That wasn't a fluke, was it? 
It's definitely not a fluke. I think we definitely replicate our background a little bit <laughs> into our new life all the time. Um, what you're talking about is the icebergs. The ah. icebergs are amazing. So, yeah, they have the live ocean pools and they're actually lab pools. So while you're swimming, you still get the same kind of sensation as if you're in the ocean because you have the waves coming in. So it's creating that kind of volatility, you know, as you're swimming of like nature, you know, so. So in addition to, to all of these beautiful things, I mean, you the real estate market is pretty, is pretty, it's pretty amazing here. Right. I mean, I can't imagine, um, why anyone would not want to be in the St. Pete, Tampa area. Cause it's basically paradise. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are not aware of the location and what it offers. And so specifically for me, 10 years ago, I came to St. Pete with a friend of mine, uh, R.L. Sevilla, who's a race car driver, and he was racing during the, the Indy Grand Prix. So I came here 10 years ago. And I remember when I came here, especially as a natural runner every day, I remember thinking this place is amazing. It's parks and paths on the water nonstop. It's fantastic. Um, and then there's just so much to offer here in, in different terms of lifestyle and things that are going on here. The place has really expanded. To come back 10 years later, it has grown exponentially on a real estate factor, waterfront factor, the $92 million pier that we have out here now, the airport proximity to walking down to some of the best restaurants. And it's completely chill. Like you don't have to worry about what you're wearing. <laughs> so, you know, I guess at one point you'd think that the West Coast, the, the East Coast is for younger folks, the Miamis, the, you know, the, the Orlando's and certain, to, to a certain extent. And then the West Coast is if you were a bit more seasoned and, and you didn't necessarily want to all the excitement and hustle bustle of what you'd get on the East Coast. Is that still the case or do you see a bit more um, activity and, and, and excitement happening in, in the Tampa? I think, I think what's going on in downtown St. Pete, it's very eclectic. If I could take... I feel like I want to take three cities, like um, a little bit of Miami, tiniest bit of Miami, like the most watered down version of it, and then mix it with Austin. You know, Austin has that eclectic eccentricity that people just love. Great food, great chefs, like down to earth, like really high energy. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what the third mix would be. It's not really New York. It's not really LA. It's probably definitely Chicago. There's a lot of influence here and from Chicago as well. You know, a lot of Midwest, but it's beautiful. I mean, you have the opportunity to go down to the waterfront, enjoy the waterfront, go up to Central Avenue and enjoy like really eccentric craft cocktails. We have breweries here. There's so much to offer on that opportunity. 
So are you saying that uh, you're seeing a lot of Midwest movement down to the West Coast of Florida? Because we've noticed on the East Coast, it's a lot of uh, New York people coming down, a lot of, uh, um, you know, I used to work in finance, a lot of the financial companies are opening office down here from New York, and they're moving down here because of taxes. Where are you seeing the influx coming into uh, your projects and other projects in the Tampa St. Pete area? Well, I guess for our project, I mean, we are 192 residences. We started selling last year. We're now about 160 residences sold, including two of our penthouses, which go for 7.2 to 7.6 million. I mean, there's a major influx coming into Florida generally from different locations, be it coming from New Jersey, upstate New York, out of LA, a lot of now is moving down through Texas after they had the plant issues, etc. So we're definitely seeing the influx coming into Florida per se. 100% I agree with you. It's a different demographic which is moving into Miami that is moving into St. Pete. So we're getting a lot of North Mid East. One of my favorite buyers recently, we sold him a property and he flew his plane in passed it at the airport, got out, went upstairs to the restaurant, which is on the runway, had lunch, and then walked across, passed the side, saw the side, then walked into the sales gallery and purchased his penthouse. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a good life, I got to tell you. That's not a bad way to live. But it's, it's a beautiful lifestyle. And, um, it's a little bit more humble. It's not like they're landing their helicopter on 1000 Museum. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's which, a different type of person. Which at 1000 Museum is a building in Miami for people that don't know. So let's give us a couple of minutes about your project. What is your project that you're selling? Um, uh, and, uh, and what's the importance of it to the community? Wow, the importance of it to the community, I think it's, it's bringing like absolute luxury downtown development into the area. Um, the company I work for, Coulter, is, you know, a leading development company. Absolutely fantastic. They have a strong position of developing and delivering very, very high-quality product into the environment, which is nice. They're conscious of the environment they work within, which is also, you know, an absolute pleasure. Um, what are they bringing to the market? Luxury. For a lot of people, there's a lot of people in downtown St. Pete who quite simply have been living in beautiful waterfront homes, maintaining homes for around 20 years that at this point in this buyer's market or the seller's market more specifically, they can sell their properties down size to what they want and have less of the maintenance and more of the luxury. So yeah, that's definitely I've seen a lot of that in Miami. I was just recently talking to a couple of people who have come down here, uh, who have been in homes for a long time. They're a little bit older. They've raised their families. Uh, they don't want to have all the uh, all, all the work and all the maintenance of a house, but they want to still live in luxury. They still want to enjoy their 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 years and enjoy the whatever they've appreciated in the value of the home. Uh, and they've moved into a lot of the high rises that are growing like crazy here in Miami, uh, and that's fueled some of the growth. Uh, while we wait for some of the 
international buyers who haven't been able to come over recently, uh, you know, to take advantage of the opportunities to to acquire here. Uh, speaking of Tampa St. Pete, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell this story. Uh, for those listeners who don't know, Tampa is the lightning capital of the United States. There are more li- lightning hits in Tampa than anywhere else. And how do I know this? This is how I learned. I'm playing golf with a friend on a golf course in Tampa, and I'm about to hit my seven iron, and we hear rumblings and clouds, and he says to me, oh, by the way, you might want to be careful with that swing. It's the lightning capital of the United States. <clears throat> now, on the 12th hole, in the middle of clouds everywhere, this is the point he gives me that safety tip. <laughs> I was like, let's get off the course right now. But I really enjoy... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just going to say, just uh, that 1.21 gigawatts reminds me of the Back to the Future. Like, had we not had a good way to power your DeLorean. Last year, when I was living in Miami and working in St. Pete, and I was traveling between Miami and St. Pete all the time, and every single time I would drive down between here and up to Naples and the Everglades, there was like this big cloud, and it was like waiting for me. It was like this giant cloud that would just sit over the top of my car and then just follow me home. And it would just rain on me. Like, like I was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was driving my car shaking half the time because it really was electric storms, like rain. Definitely. Definitely considered a good omen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever deal you were planning on doing that day, you might want to reconsider. That's what Get out. <laughs> He's in the house. The call is coming from in the house. <laughs> it was like 2020, so you had to drive. You couldn't fly. But um, no, so the International Airport of Tampa, I have to commend this airport. I've been flying from, and Jamie, you speak the same, Flying out of LGA into Miami nonstop, right? I mean, the amount of like work we've been through during those, the amount of years, how it's been. Tampa Airport, I have to commend it. You just go into Tampa, you walk into that airport, they've got the tunnels, the trains. It's really set up as a high end international airport. And that is what is putting St. Pete and Tampa real estate on the map. We've become accessible. And it's color coordinated and you don't have to, it's very easy to figure out you have which lane you got to go when, you know, going down, I, you know, what do you call it? It's a corridor D or corridor B. I find it easy because it's like F for Felicia. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is yeah, F. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because you have Miami, which, you know, for many years has been considered a destination for tourism. And so the hotels and the event, the event spaces, all for people that are, relatively there on a temporary basis and you look at then tampa with the with all the new development the as you mentioned the airport it seems like it's built for business and there is real business being done in tampa and i think of um hsn now qvc hsn um the the telecommunications that are the infrastructure that's there it seems like people are coming to tampa to work is that right I definitely, I mean, I spent 12 years in Miami and I've been here for one year. (laughs) So I don't know, like, you know, how fair my judgment truly actually is. So I don't want to overstep my boundaries in this one. (laughs) However, I definitely feel working in this environment um, a little bit more of a take back, 
people are very educated here. They take the jobs very seriously. They're very committed. Um, there's a very ground roots family kind of environment here. The company that I worked for was established in 1969. Family well, owned. And, and really, you guys are, 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 are on the map in so many ways. I mean, you've won the yeah. Super Bowl. You won the hockey championship. Right? And <laughs> by the right. way, the hockey team is owned by Jeff Finnick, who uh, I got the pleasure of knowing because he was actually a client way back when, when he worked on, on the street. I'm uh, with him in Australia, actually. And, and isn't he, I think he's involved in developing the whole waterfront of Tampa, a huge growth project there. So there is so much excitement going on in, in, in the yeah. Tampa St. Pete area. Yeah, and we, we should actually connect and do um, a different video sometimes. So I can take you to some of our properties and do it downtown and show you what's going on. Um, but it's absolutely amazing. In downtown Tampa, with the international airport now, the correlation between China, direct flights, then heading into the proximity of Orlando, which, you know, we all know everybody loves like Disney, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, the other thing about Tampa St. Pete is I, I get is St. Pete, because I've been to Tampa and then you go over the bridges, you're on St. Pete, you have that beautiful sand. It's so white that it doesn't even get hot. Uh, is that an island the way Miami Beach is an island off of Miami? Yeah, I think for the most part, most of that is like a very long extended island. It actually just got voted by Condé Nast as the number one beach in the United States. It rivaled Hawaii. Hawaii's got the best beaches in the world. So for St. Pete Beach to come through as number one. Well, hold on a second. Is anybody in Australia going to get very upset when they hear an Australian touting the best beach in the world as St. Pete when you're from Australia? Are you going to get into trouble for that? What's that? Well, you know, it's in USA. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't oh, the world. Nice, USA. Nice, but, nice recovery. But, nice recovery, Felicia. Well played. But, but the. But I appreciate you thinking big, Jamie. <laughs> um, but as we, um, you mentioned earlier um, that Tampa, there's an awareness challenge with with Tampa, right? And I think that between yeah. between Conde Nast, uh, the Super Bowl win, and and our podcast, I mean, the word's going to be out. <laughs> Everyone's going to know that. I, you know, I think, you know, but I, I'm not going to lie. So I, I think that you know, for me as a New Yorker originally, and then obviously living in Miami. Uh, I had no idea where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came from. I, I, no, I had no idea Tampa Bay was a thing, let alone Buccaneers. So what is, is Tampa, was it normally known as like a, a, a pirate capital? Uh, where is actually Tampa Bay in comparison to Tampa? Is it a thing? It's a really valid <laughs> question. So these are actually my questions as well, because only having relocated here within the last year, so they have this huge, big pirate convention. It's the biggest party they have in Tampa is a pirate convention. Now I'm all for dressing up. So I was like, oh, this sounds great. <laughs> Get dressed up in a little pirate outfit with a sword and, you know, like that. Well, you know, my, my, my favorite letter in the alphabet is R. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to use that joke for 16 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got that out episode. No, it sounds like no. No. 
Now you, you now you, how did you end up in Tampa? You actually had a COVID situation that that, and then you went to Tampa and ended up in Tampa. You were in New York or something. What's that story? Um, so my partner and I were living, and uh, we have an apartment in New York and also in Miami, and we were living in both locations. He was Park Avenue, Raymond James, which is headquartered out of St. Pete. Um, and then we were given a relocation. Um, they, they didn't really ask us. They kind of just told us, actually. And they really <laughs> made it in February 27 in um, 2020. So we came down here very preliminarily, and it was for safety purposes, which was great and it was fine. And we loved it. I mean, we came down here. It was like dolphins out on the water. The parks were open. The beaches were open. Life was good. Um, and like I said before, it was meant to be two weeks. It turned into six, seven, you know, seven months. <laughs> and now I'm living here full time. So sometimes, sometimes there's a silver lining behind every cloud, huh? It actually, you know, it, it really worked out. It really worked out quite well. Yeah. So. Outside of your business, how or or your personal situation, which you just mentioned, uh, how has COVID affected the industry and your business overall in Tampa? You know, we're, we're seeing a flight from the urban centers, as Jamie had mentioned, people are moving out of New York City and and even the Bay Area and coming to places like Miami and um, uh, and Boca. Uh, are you seeing an influx um, of people coming in specifically for COVID reasons? Um, and, and do you think people are going to stay or, uh, or think that they're just buying something temporarily and then going to eventually go back to where they came from? No, I think the movement right now is that people have spent a lot of time at home. They've had the time to reevaluate what their retirement plan is, what their work life plan is. Well, I think when you get locked into an apartment, a three-bedroom apartment, four kids perhaps, and you're working two jobs and you're all locked in, you're homeschooling these children and you're working individual jobs, you realize how small your environment is and the quality of life. So we've seen a massive restructure for people that are basically um, accelerating their plans for retirement kicking back a little bit and they're like, okay, so we can actually start doing this now, save more money later and have more quality of life. And I think that's where we're seeing the surge in the single family home market. Definitely seeing a surge in the state relocation market, the tax play. For the first time, these people now, they don't have to be sitting in their office, catching a train home traveling two hours a day, commuting city to city, living in a small condo. Now they can actually, if they have a good internet connection, be working from home in the comfort of their own life, which is life by design, right? You know, it comes back to the old philosophy of the four-hour working week. Can we be more productive? In our you, mean the, you mean the fantasy? Is that seven-minute abs? I'm going to come up with six-minute abs? <laughs> It's, uh, you know, my dad retired in Sarasota 
you know, from Montreal. Uh, and so I have spent a lot of time there. Um, and uh, such a beautiful city, so laid back, and again, beautiful beaches. And we had a chat, you know, you'd fly into Tampa sometimes, uh, you go up to Tampa to play golf. And, uh, and then I had a very good friend who w worked in finance and worked at Raymond James and lived in Tampa as well. Um, and uh, I it always just seemed like a very friendly, easygoing, fun place that got hit by lightning a lot. <laughs> so I live in St. Petersburg specifically. I've never seen any lightning here, but I've definitely driven through some pretty hectic storms in the way. The Gulf Coast does not disappoint when it comes to storm chasing. Not my thing. However, if it is your thing, I'm pretty sure that the Gulf has a lot to offer. <laughs> Okay, dolphins, hurricanes, manatees, lightning, weather, you know, the usual white sand. And on Sunday. <laughs> no, I think they're more hurricane harbored here. The one thing that St. Pete has to offer, which is amazing, is the right bikers and runners on the road. Now, for me as a runner, I love it. I can literally run on the road and I have the same rights as a car, obviously, if I'm running at speed, that would be relevant. But <laughs> that's, that's, that, that sounds like an accident waiting to happen. I don't know. Just as much rights as the car. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, it is really nice where it's a community which interacts together. You know, it's a high-energy community. Um, we also, a lot of the cars here are EV. So we have energy, you know, efficiency everywhere. It's really easy to, like, you know, reload your car no matter where you go. Um, yeah. So, you know, it sounds like this is a window into the future potentially, right? And so, uh, as we mentioned because the migration people are coming down um, from COVID, people have recognized the quality of life and even affordability is becoming an issue and, and becoming a thing. And, and basically people are, are staying now in, in Tampa. Um, and then of course you mentioned the EVs and all the things that are really wonderful about our environment that are, that are, you know, kind of pushing the envelope and in, in innovation across the country, but also now happening in Tampa. It sounds like Tampa is future ready. Right. And so where do you see from your vantage point, the future of Tampa and the future potentially of Florida at large? I can't speak so highly, so much. I mean, because I live Centro in downtown St. Pete, I can't speak too much of Tampa in the same level that I can speak of St. Pete. Um, the future of Florida at large, I mean, Every man and his dog wants to be down here. I mean, what, what really happened effectively in 2020? People got trapped in their homes. And they had that, that time, a lot of time, to kind of reevaluate the plan. What's the goal? What does a home mean to you? What kind of home do you really want to live in? It's like, are you, are you skating through living in a small apartment, saving all your money for the big house one day? Which when COVID last year reminded us that maybe you will won't live until that point. Like, should we be living more for today? You know, as opposed to just for the future. Um, so I don't know. I think the future of Florida is very high. We have good weather here. 
But I can definitely speak for my buyers. A lot of them are second home buyers and they're keeping their homes up north because they know how hot it gets down here as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like, let's be realistic. You know, yeah, we don't want to be snowed out and shoveling our cars every day. But at the same time, it's like nobody wants to melt all day every day, you know. So people are finding lifestyle balances these days. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because when I lived in the Northeast, whether it was New York or Boston, uh, you know, the spring and the fall were beautiful. The summers were not bad uh, and the winters were horrible. What about fall? Was fall okay? No, fall, fall and spring, for example, in New York City, the best season is the fall. It's just gorgeous. The trees are changing. Uh, you put on a light sweater or a medium jacket. Uh, it's crisp air. Everybody's back from the summer. There's a huge energy. Uh, so, you know, but you broke it up in the winter by traveling to Florida. At least I did. Or you travel someplace warm or Mexico. You take the long weekends. There's a long weekend every month and you could break up the weather. So now when I'm in my, in Miami, the thought process is the reverse is get away in August, get away in September, get away in July and break up the heat. Uh, because that's the opposite situation. But I agree with you. I'd rather be a little sweaty and have to go from the air conditioning in the house to the car to the restaurant, but not have to put on the heavy coats and get on the subway and sweat and get tired and then go back out in the cold and trudge through the the, the snow. And yeah, I, I think for me, that was a better choice. For me, 12 years in Miami, I missed the cold weather. So as soon as it got cold in New York, they're like, oh, it's snowing in New York. And I was like, great, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm on the first plane. By the way, always upgraded, first class every time because nobody else is traveling that direction. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is true. I mean, look, I've never met a heat wave that an ice cold margarita couldn't fix. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I definitely would take the heat over the over the ice cold any day of the week. Um, so, but I, I I love your your um, your optimism for for Florida um, and obviously um, St. Pete's your area. So, um, I think St. Pete's now positioned for the future based on all the things that you said. You know, Tampa is, yeah has its moments. I'm, I'm actually um, very excited about the future of the of the Buccaneers. Of the Buccaneers, so so you got me on record for saying that. Um, but I, I really want because I mean Tom Brady kind of single handedly came down in town, and then he was like, "Let's do this." <laughs> yeah, someone give that man a cape because I think he. I think Except he's when he's throwing the trophy across boats, that's uh, not his best moment. But other than that, definitely, definitely the greatest quarterback uh, in my opinion that we've ever had. He staggered out the door sideways. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you know. So it seems All like right. it's a lot of Three good. Six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, it seems like there's a really good um, place for for obviously people who love the ocean, love the water sports, love the fitness and lifestyle, yeah. the running and the biking. Also love the sports. Got got a bunch of great sports teams in in, in Florida, <laughs> let alone you know Tampa and and Miami. Um, and you know it's a lot of great. Um, things happen for people that are young and old. I mean, it's the lifestyle, life stage. It seems to be a really good place. And it sounds like you are well positioned with your business to take um, advantage of that from a real estate perspective. And I know that for our, our show and our listeners, we like to talk about um, all the, the factors and elements that impact real estate that are 
not necessarily obvious, right? And so what would you, and I think, you know, not to say that all the things we've just talked about are obvious, but what would you say are the things that perhaps are less talked about or less known uh, about your region, whether or not that's St. Peter, the temp, Tampa area, that are unique and that pe- most people may not know about that makes that area so special? I would say specifically with downtown St. Pete is the amount of neighborhoods, like actual family neighborhoods in proximity of water, parks, lifestyle. It's a true family environment. And one thing that I've noticed here is just the community is so driven to push for the family. It's so nice. And after 12 years in Miami, and I love Miami, don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like that Miami pushes for the family environment where all the money from the city is going into family things, free things families can do on the weekend out in the sun in beautiful weather, proximity, all these things taken in consideration. You know, I think Miami is always focused a little more on the tourism and the, the influx, people coming in and restaurants. You know, kids don't really want to do that. Kids want to run through waterfalls, like little fun waterfalls, you know, features. Like it's like the, you know, the Bellagio in New and uh, Las in, Vegas. Uh, in Las Vegas. So it's like a miniature version of the Bellagio. It's like, doo, 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 doo. it's a kid's height. They love it. I mean, and as an adult, I mean, for me on a day off, it's nice to just sit and watch the families all enjoying the space. It makes you feel young again, doesn't it, when you look at something like that? It does in a way, but it's also, you know, children are brought up to learn respect. Some of them. <laughs> so you're in this constant surrounding where the families are enjoying the space equivalently and respectfully. And it's really cute to see. And they play live music. They actually play like men to work. Oh, well, that's that's why you like it. You're you're in tr- you're the DJ. <laughs> but I w- you're like, no, it's not. It's so weird though. I'll be like running through, and then I hear like men at work. I'm like, what? <laughs> they they got the Australian anthems like playing out of the trees. <laughs> well, listen, Felicia, this has been a lot of fun. Very informative. Uh, uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time. Congratulations on uh, the Salt Air St. Pete's success and uh, and the luxury you're bringing, uh, the exposure you're bringing to the St. Pete downtown area. Uh, and uh, we wish you so much success, continued success, uh, and in your efforts to improve the quality of life in that region. Yeah, 100%. I have 26 residences less out of 192, so... Nice, we'll nice on. plug. Nice plug. We'll jump on for the next one, for the next project. <laughs> so get it while it's hot. Thank you very much. It was so much fun for you. Such a pleasure to meet you, Alex. And thank you so much as well. Take care. Jamie, thank you. You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast. Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealestate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.